Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Father, I want to thank you so much for today. Thank you for your presence and your anointing. Speak unto us, O Lord. Minister to us. Thank you that the heavens are open. Thank you that your word comes speedily and expressly and clearly. And thank you, Lord, for confirming your word with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and giftings of your spirit. In Jesus' name have we prayed and all the saints shall say amen. You want to take your seats in heavenly places and give the Lord a clap, offering. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Turn to the person next to the person. I'm excited to see you. Tell that person I'm happy to see you. Tell someone that God has something good in store for you. Amen. In the book of John 2 verse 17, the Bible says that, And his disciples remember that it was written, The zeal of thine house had eaten me up. The zeal of God's house had eaten the Lord, had eaten Jesus up. Amen. And in this month of July, our prophetic focus for the month is the zeal of God's house. The zeal of God's house. We've been eaten, we've been consumed by the zeal of God's house. And I believe that you are receiving an impartation in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord is coming upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. That you be concerned about the things of God. You know, if you, are, if you can be concerned about the things of God, God will also be concerned about your life. God will also be concerned about the affairs of your life. And I believe last week I said something that, you know, love, love is not just... You know, it's true that we, we are supposed to love unconditionally, isn't it? But you know that even God, even though God loves us unconditionally, God expects something from us as, we, as he loves us. So God loved us and he gave his son Jesus Christ to come and die for us. And because Jesus has died for us, God expects that we receive Jesus as our Lord and personal savior, isn't it? Yeah. And, and if you look at it that when people who do not receive Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior, eventually they are going to go to hell. (laughs) They are going to be punished. And so love is unconditional, but love has to be given and also received. So if a guy loves a lady and he's doing everything for the lady, but the lady is not responding, do you know that eventually the guy would... um... (laughs) He has to start thinking and advising himself. And it's the same also if there's a lady and the lady is loving a guy, showering gifts on the guy, you know, doing everything for the guy, and the lady goes like, well, it's unconditional love, unconditional love. So she's not expecting anything in return. She's not expecting the reciprocation of love. Have you ever met such a lady before? At a certain point in time, the lady would expect the love to be reciprocated. Hallelujah. So love is unconditional, but love also is not unconditional. (laughs) Amen. And it's the same thing with the Lord also. It's the same thing with the Lord that as God gives himself to us, as God, you know, lavishes his love upon us, God expects that we would receive his love, and then God expects that we would respond to his love. Amen. And so the, the love of God is shown in his kindness towards us. Last week I mentioned that, you know, we have to respond to God's love and we have to also respond to God's mercy. Hallelujah. So the love of God, you know, God sheds his love towards us and we need to respond to that love by loving the Lord in return. Amen. Amen. By loving the Lord in return. In the same way also, the, the Lord shows us his mercy. The Lord is merciful to us. The Lord is gracious to us by giving us health. The Lord is gracious to us by giving us life. The Lord is gracious to us by opening certain doors in our lives. And when the Lord does those things in our lives, we have to respond to that mercy of God. You know, there are a lot of people that they pray for things. They pray for God to touch their lives. They pray for God to do certain miracles in their lives. And when God does those miracles in their lives, they don't respond to the goodness of the Lord. 
So there are people that are praying for a job. They are praying for a job. And God blesses them with a job. When God blesses you with that job, you have to respond to the goodness of the Lord by deciding to also serve the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, there are people that, people pray for many things. There are people that, they pray for visa. When God gives the visa, you respond to the goodness of the Lord by deciding to be diligent to, to, towards the things of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. When God gives you a wife and God gives you a husband, it's a blessing to have a wife and a husband, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> when God gives you a wife or a husband, it doesn't mean that, you know, that's a time, the example, the moment God gives, the, and you, that's why God sometimes withholds blessings for some people. Because he's, he's able to see that if he gives them this blessing, they'll forget about him. Amen. Amen. If a gentleman buys an iPhone for a lady, he expects that the lady will be calling him with the iPhone. <laughs> or they'll be WhatsApping together with the iPhone. Imagine that a gentleman buys an iPhone for a lady and the lady is WhatsApping and calling another guy with the iPhone. <laughs> what, what would you do? What did you collect? <laughs> Hallelujah. And so God, God's love is unconditional. But my brother, my sister, when God expects that we respond to his love, God expects that we respond to his mercy. God expects that we respond to his goodness. And the way by which you can respond to the love of God, the way by which you can respond to the mercy of God, to the goodness of the Lord, is by serving the Lord. Hallelujah. It's by serving the Lord. You know, there are some people that sometimes they are believing God for accommodation. When God gives you that accommodation, what do you do? You have to serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. You have to serve the Lord. There are people that are believing God to, to, um, to be in a land where it is snowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be in a land where, you know, some people are praying that they are tired of Hamatan. They are tired of Hamatan. They are tired of the sun. They, they want to experience snow. Yeah. I see you experiencing snow in Jesus' name. Yeah. But when God gives you that blessing, you have to be able to go for a prayer walk in the snow. Yeah. You have to decide to serve the Lord. Right. Hallelujah. May you choose to serve God in Jesus' name. May you choose to reciprocate the love that God has shown you. May you choose to reciprocate the mercy that God has shown you, the goodness that God has shown you, the favor that God has shown you, the grace that God has shown you. Anytime God works a miracle in your life, can I tell you something? It's a call for you to be more committed to the Lord. I want to take that again. Anytime God works a miracle in your life, it's a call for you to be more committed to the Lord. It's a call for you to be more diligent in the house of God. It's a call for you to be more concerned about the things of God. I was saying that the other day that there are some people that, you know, their salaries have increased. But when their salaries increased, there was no commensurate increase in their giving to the Lord. Oh. But when God blesses you, you have to, when, when God blesses you, the first thing you should be thinking is that, how can I be of greater blessing to the Lord? How can I, what, what more can I do to the Lord? What more can I do to the service in the house of God? What more can, more can I do to push kingdom agenda forward? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Ephesians 4 verse 11 to 16. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 to 16. The Bible says that, now these are the gifts, I'm using the NLT. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. Hallelujah. And so our responsibility as pastors is to equip you to do God's work and build up the church, which is the body of Christ. Amen. That's the next verse. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we'll be mature in the Lord, measured up to the full and complete standard of Christ. This is the level that God wants us to attain. Hallelujah. God wants us to come to that place where God wants us to come to the place of the unity of faith and knowledge of God's Son that will be mature in the Lord, measured up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Can I tell you something? God expects you to be mature in the Lord. God expects you to come up to maturity. God doesn't want you to be at the same level that you are. So you, you, should, you should be able to evaluate yourself that in your work with the Lord, last year, where were you in your work with the Lord? Last year, where were you in your devotion to God? Last year, where were you in your love for the Lord? Last year, where were you in you experiencing the Spirit, experiencing the anointing? <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, I receive the anointing in Jesus' name. God wants you to mature. Amen. The next verse. It says that they will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Next verse. Instead, we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Now verse 16. The 16 is my key scripture. Look at what it says. It says that, that he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. That is Christ Jesus. Christ makes the whole body fit together perfectly. Now look at it. It says that as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I want us to read it together. Let, ready, go. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Hallelujah. Give me the King James translation. What is this scripture saying? This scripture is saying something powerful. King James says, From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. What the Bible is saying is that each and every one of us, we are a part of the body of Christ. You are a part of the body of Christ. I'm a part of the body of Christ. And each and every one of us, we have a contribution to make towards the body of Christ. And when we, are, we have a special contribution to make, and when we make that special contribution, the body begins to grow, or the body grows as you and I make that special contribution. And this scripture, please give me the NLT again. This scripture, King James, sometimes sounds a bit, a bit thick, but it's, a, it's, a, it's good. Amen. So you have a special work. Say to yourself, I have a special work. Now, you have a special work. I have a special work. I, I want you to just look around and look at everybody seated. Look at, look at the people around and realize that each person seated or standing or whatever has a special work. You have a special work. To, you have a contribution to make. When you make your contribution to the body, then the body is able to grow. 
So when somebody is not making his or her contribution, what does it mean? It means that the person is denying the body. So as a, as a church, as Livingstone's church, as a local church, Achimota branch, each and every one of us, we have a part to make. Those watching online also, you have a part. We all have a contribution to make. And when each and every one of us, we are making our contribution, then the body of Christ can grow. Then the body of Christ can be effective. Then the body of Christ can fulfill the assignment that God has for us. So when you are all making your contribution, then as a church, we can grow. Because God has called us to be a mega church. Hallelujah. And when, as we are on that journey to becoming a mega church, you have a contribution to make. I have a contribution to make. Each and every one of us has a contribution to make so when you look at your body you can see that for the proper function of your body every part must be working well every part must be supplying something and i like what the scripture said that each part does its own special work there are times that somebody can think that what he or she is doing is not special but can i tell you something what you are doing is special do you know that you even being in church is special have you realized that when someone you don't see somebody in church sometimes you can be wonder oh why is this person not in church and i really when you come to church and you see your brother you see your sister you are full of joy you are happy that you've seen somebody in church so you realize that your presence alone is a contribution hallelujah your, your presence is a contribution your, your smile your smile is a contribution even though you are wearing no smiles, you smiling. Do you know even when you are wearing no smiles, you, you are you are smiling. We can see that you are smiling because we can see it from your eyes. <laughs> so when you are wearing no smiles and you are smiling, it's a contribution that you are making. When you come to church, when it's praises time, do you realize that as as you are as you are dancing, it's a contribution. It's a it will, it will cause someone to be excited and wonder that oh why is this person dancing? Maybe me too. I have to dance and uh, I have to get in the flow hallelujah as a penalty that what special part are you playing tell someone that you play a special part you play a special role in the body of christ and a lot of people sometimes they think that what their their contribution is small a lot of people think that their contribution is insignificant a lot of people think that they they can't they can't really make any contribution but today by the word of the lord i'm going to show you that you can make a contribution to the growth of the church hallelujah there's something that you can do and i already started saying that even your smile is a contribution even your enthusiasm is a contribution even your presence is a contribution even you deciding to call somebody that wow tomorrow is church let us go to church it's a contribution you offering your talents is a contribution you offer your giftings it's a contribution tell the person that you tell the person that what contribution are you making to the growth of the church hallelujah luke chapter 17 verse 5 to 6 luke 17 i i believe showing that after this service you are going to see that you have a contribution to make and i believe i believe by the grace of god that you are going to decide to make your contribution tell the that you decide to make your contribution to the growth of the church hallelujah luke 17 verse 5 all right let, let's use a message translation we're going to read luke 17 verse 5 to 6 message translation the bible says that the apostles came up and said to the master give us more faith <laughs> verse 6 but the master said the master said you 
don't need more faith. You don't need more faith. You don't need more faith. And look at what the master that master said. He said, There is no more or less in faith. If you have a bare canon of faith, say the size of a poppy seed or a master seed, you could say to the sycamore tree, Go jump in the lake, and it will do it. <laughs> Let's go back to verse 5. The apostles came up and said to the master, Give us more faith. How many of you have ever prayed that prayer before? <laughs> How many of you have ever gone to God and like, Well, God, I need more wisdom. God, I need more faith. God, I, I, Lord, I need more grace. Lord, I need more of your mercy. Lord, I need more of your love. Lord, I need more of your goodness. Lord, I need more peace. How many of you have prayed such kind of prayer before? Lord, um, Lord, I, I, I need more money. That's a prayer that a lot of people pray. Lord, I, how many of you have prayed that prayer before? Lord, I, Lord, I need more money. Lord, Lord, just a little more, just a little more money. Lord, just, just a raise in my salary, an increase in my salary. <laughs> Lord, an increase in my salary. Lord, Lord, touch the heart of my boss so that you increase my salary. Even if it's 10%, Lord. Lord, I, Lord, I want transport allowance. Lord, I want rent allowance. Lord, I, I want feeding allowance. <laughs> Lord, I want transport allowance. <laughs> Lord, I need a bigger house. Lord, I need a bigger car. So we have all prayed that prayer before. And, and many times we continue to pray that prayer. And the disciples also prayed that prayer. You know, isn't it touching that you, we can identify with the disciples? You know, sometimes when I read the scriptures, I, I realize how, you know, you know, sometimes when I, you can experience some weakness and frailties and all that. But when you go into the scriptures, you realize that many of the saints of old, they were just like us. They experience the same limitations and human frailties and vulnerabilities that we also experience. Nonetheless, God was able to use them. And so I want you to know that God is able to use you also in Jesus' name. I see God using you mightily in the name of Jesus. I see you being an an intercessor in the name of Jesus. I see you being an evangelist in the name of Jesus. I see you being a shepherd in Jesus' name. Can I tell you, can I prophesy to somebody? This year, God is going to use you to make sure that 10 people are established in church in jesus name oh i I did some people didn't respond i said god is going to use you to establish 10 people in church this year in jesus name somebody god is going to use you to establish five people in church in jesus name that somebody are listening to me you know you have been inviting somebody praying for someone talking to the person to come to church to get serious with the lord and all that it is going to happen in the name of jesus God is going to answer your prayer in Jesus' name. So the disciples came and said to the master, give us more faith. Just like we all pray to the Lord. Give us more wisdom. Give us more knowledge. Give us more understanding. Give us more money. Give us more peace. Give us more joy. Now look at the answer that the master gave them. The Bible said that, but, the, the, the scripture used the word but. What figure of speech is but? Oh, but. What, what figure of speech? But <laughs> 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 well, you have all forgotten your. But this day, primary school, primary school English, English. It's a conjunction. <laughs> Somebody said it's a proverb. Somebody to say it's an adverb. Somebody to say it's an action word. <laughs> 
so he says but but is a conjunction of contrast you know and he's saying that he said but the master said you don't need more faith you don't need more faith and he said there is no more or less in faith listen when you get this revelation when you get this revelation it would it would settle you in life that that what you are praying is the prayers that a lot of people pray they ought not to be praying those prayers that you are praying like the disciple lord give us more faith lord give us more faith lord give us more faith lord give us more wisdom lord give us more money can i tell somebody something after this preaching don't pray for more money again <laughs> after this sermon don't don't pray that god should touch your boss to give you more money again to increase your salary can I, can I, can I, can I go further? After this, after this sermon, if you are, you are a job owner, don't, don't pray again that God, let me have more revenue. Lord, increase my revenue. Because there's a great secret in this truth. Jesus said, you, you don't need more faith. And he said, there is no more or less in faith. There is no, when it, when it, when it comes, to, when it has to do with it, with, with blessings there's no more or less in money there's no more or less in wisdom there is no more or less in joy there is no more or less in peace there's no more or less in favor are you with me and look at what he says now jesus goes to explain he said if you have a bare kernel of faith king james says that if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed if you have faith that means that what god has done for us can i go on what god has done for us is that any blessing that you ever require anything that you ever need god has given it to you how be it he has given it to you in seed form what is it that you want you have it what is it that you want you have it but you have it you have it but it's not in the quantity that you want but nonetheless you have it you have it in seed form so the faith that you want you have it in seed form the wisdom that you have you want or the wisdom you need you have it in seed form the joy that you need you have it in seed form the the, the favor that you need you have it in seed form the money that you need you have it in seed form so that so the mistake that people are making is that they are praying for more money and as they are praying for more money god is saying that i have given you the money you need in seed form if you can if you can know how to work on the money in seed form for it to grow it will grow it that money i've given you seed form it has the potential of growing to become big if you would only know the principles of letting it become big you become a multi-millionaire so it, that faith that you want what you want is you want big faith but don't pray for god to give you big faith rather god has given you faith in seed form god has given you faith as small as a mustard seed you know in israel one of the smallest seeds is a mustard seed god has given you faith as small as a mustard seed so rather than praying to god so that your faith will become big 
rather begin to apply the principles that will cause that faith as small as a master seed to become big. Those of us who are in Ghana, we know of um, a certain icon in our history called Tetekwashi. And Tete, who was Tetekwashi? <laughs> and Tetekwashi did something great for Ghana. Isn't it? He's done something great for Ghana so much that, you know, one of the backbones of the economy of Ghana is based on the, 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 the wisdom of Tetekwashi. And what, what was the wisdom of Tetekwashi? The wisdom of Tetekwashi was that Ghana has the potential of being, you know, a mass producer of cocoa. Do you know that the cocoa of Ghana is the best in the whole world in terms of quality? So Tete Kwashi realized that, you know, Tete Kwashi saw that Ghana was not producing cocoa, but Ghana had the potential of becoming the, you know, one of the greatest exporters or producers of cocoa. And he realized that what is it that will cause Ghana to become one of the greatest producers of cocoa? It's in just having one seed of cocoa. If you can just get one seed of cocoa, one seed of cocoa can result in acres of and hectares of land being transformed into cocoa plantations. And that was it. So, so Tete Kwashi, I don't know whether he was a Christian or not, but Tete Kwashi didn't pray. Tete Kwashi was not praying that, Lord, transform, you know, Lord, bless Ghana with cocoa plantations. Lord, bless Ghana with cocoa plantations. Reba Sota, cocoa plantations. I call you forth in the name of Jesus. Cocoa plantations, I call you forth in the name of Jesus. And the question was not, he was not praying, and uh, maybe as he was praying, he had the, the, the map of Ghana on the floor, he was working on it. Hey, cocoa plantations in the name of Jesus. You, you know that wisdom, he used wisdom, he got a seed, just one seed, just one seed, and that seed has resulted in Ghana become a mass producer of cocoa. So can I tell somebody something? It is a wisdom of God that Jesus was saying that and the disciples, they were praying, they were asking God for um, mass plantations of faith. And Jesus said that you don't need more or less of faith. There's nothing like more or less of faith. I've given you all that you need. And all that I've given you is in seed form. If you can plant that seed, it will become a tree. And if you can, when it becomes a tree, if you can take the seeds from the fruits and plant, you, be, you become, you could get a, for, a plantation. You could get a forest. And it can begin to increase and increase and increase. And that's why I was saying that you don't need more money. <laughs> you, you don't need more money at work you, you don't need more you don't need to listen at work you don't need to ask pray that God should touch your boss of course that prayer is you, you need to pray sometimes there are demonic forces so prayer you know prayer is important too <laughs> because sometimes there are demonic forces that are preventing your boss from seeing that he has to increase your salary so you have to pray and deal with those demonic forces because sometimes there are, there are demonic forces from people's father's house and mother's house. Amen. 
<laughs> so what the prayer will do is to deal with the demonic forces you, you get what i'm saying and what prayer would also do is to give you divine ideas but when it comes to the increasing of the salary after you have been diligent when you are diligent at work when you are productive at work when you are resourceful at work when you are bringing profit to your employers listen your salary will be increased you get a promotion hallelujah you get a promotion and your salary will be increased if you if you want faith don't pray for faith begin to put your faith to work begin to feed your faith with the word of god feed your faith with the word of god you know if you have joy if you want joy let me tell you something you already have joy you already have joy how be it in seed form hallelujah it's the same in church also that there are a lot of people that many times they ask that what can they do what can they do in church what contribution can they make to you know, you know our vision is to become a mega church isn't it what is a mega church thousands of people constitute a mega church and you are you may be here sitting down wondering that what can you do so that we become thousands of people i want to tell you something that you can do something little and your little contribution can result in us becoming a mega church may you have the vision of us becoming a mega church in jesus name galatians 5 verse 9 so i want to share a number of things with you today that will help you to make it just put in your little contribution all that god requires is your little contribution look at what galatians 5 verse 9 says it says that a little leaving leaveneth the whole lamp a little leaving leaveneth the whole lamp can you give me another translation what is leaving all right give me a message okay yeast this fault is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough hallelujah now you how many of you have done baking before how many of you have baked bread before you've baked cake you know if you bake bread you bake cake you you know that you have to add some yeast to it isn't it and what's the purpose of the yeast the purpose of the yeast is to let the bread or the cake to kind of rise you, you understand so that's what the scripture is saying that well like it says and please don't turn this off as insignificant it only takes a minute amount of yeast you know to permeate an entire loaf of bread now listen this scripture is letting us see that if you take an entire loaf of bread you need just something little to influence it just a little yeast can influence that entire loaf of bread and so if we say that we we want to become a mega church and um you know want to reach out to many thousands of people in the city of accra for them to be coming to church you may be wondering that how can you influence thousands of people to come to church can i tell you something it's on the basis of this scripture that the the, the mega church is like an entire loaf of bread your mind you are like yeast <laughs> your minute little amount can influence us that that little contribution you make it can influence us what's that little contribution that little contribution of praying two minutes a day for the church it can influence us that little contribution of calling somebody who didn't come to church you call the person father why didn't you do come to church we miss you in church that little contribution can result in us becoming a mega church that little contribution of you smiling at somebody in church 
that little contribution of after church talking to somebody and getting the person's phone number and following up on the person telling the person i want to be your friend i'm happy to see you in church that little contribution of you sharing the word of god with somebody it can have great impact hallelujah so a little living can influence a whole and entire loaf of bread and you can look at it as salt also you can liken it to salt also that a little salt can influence a whole rice cooker of rice <laughs> and i mentioned rice cooker because usually it's the guys who like you see rice cooker to cook rice <laughs> and uh, when they use the rice cooker to cook rice they are waiting for that click sound <laughs> To signal that the rice is ready. <laughs> Amen. But when you are cooking three cups, four cups of rice, you just need a little salt. When you compare the quantity of rice to the salt, it's, it's almost insignificant, isn't it? If you like, if you compare the quantity of rice and the quantity of salt, if you weigh it, it's almost negligible. It's almost insignificant. But that little quantity of salt is able to influence four or five cups of rice. And I'm telling you that your little contribution can influence us greatly. Your little contribution can result in great exploits in the kingdom. So don't don't play down on your little contribution. Hallelujah. Don't play down on your little contribution. Don't play down on your smile. Don't play down on after church talking to somebody. Don't play down on collecting somebody's number and calling the person to follow up on the person. Don't play down on talking to people to come to church. Don't play down, you know, you may be wondering that, oh, if I invite somebody, if I invite somebody to church, what, what, what contribution is, going to, is it going to make to us become a mega church? But can I tell you something? It's going to make a great contribution. It's like yeast that is going to influence us. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. I want to show you another thing that is little but was able to influence. How many of you are learning something today? How many of you are seeing that you can do something? Wow. Tell the person that you can do something. Tell someone, don't keep back your little contribution. Don't keep back your smile. Don't keep back your coming to church. Don't keep, keep back your talking to somebody after church don't keep back you're inviting someone to church hallelujah first kings 18 verse 43 to 45 first kings chapter 18 verse 43 to 45 this this was about elijah how many of you love elijah great man of god may god raise up prophets like elijah in this place in jesus name may you be used mightily like by god in the name of jesus May you receive the prophetic grace in the name of Jesus. May you become a shepherd in Jesus' name. The Bible says that Elijah was praying and Elijah was praying for rain. Amen. Elijah was praying for rain. The, 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 the Bible tells the first, Elijah had prayed and he had shut up the heavens for three years. Amazing. And now he was praying so that it would start raining. So as Elijah was praying, the Bible says that he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. So Elijah kept on sending his servant because Elijah wanted to see whether you see a cloud 
coming from the sea because when he sees the cloud it will let him know that the rain is coming because he had been praying for rain and the bible says that and it came to pass at the seventh time that he said that the servant went seven times the seventh time the servant said behold there arises a little cloud someone say a little cloud he said behold there arises a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand and he said that elijah said to him, go up say unto ahab prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stop thee not next verse and it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain and ahab rode and went to jezreel now let's go back to the previous verse now look at it elijah was praying for rain and as elijah was praying for rain he was sending his servants go and look whether there's a cloud whether there's a cloud coming from the sea the servants go and look no cloud the servants go and look second time no cloud third time no cloud fourth time no cloud fifth time no cloud sixth time no cloud and the seventh time he said that was he sees a little cloud out of the sea it is like a man's hand like this a man's hand a man's fist a little cloud can i ask you a question if you wake up in the morning and you look at the clouds and in the whole sky there's no cloud but you see just a cloud the size of a man's hand or the size of a man's fist would you believe that the rains are going to fall would you believe that the rains are going to fall you wouldn't believe if right now you have to go out and there's no there, there's no cloud in the sky just a little cloud you not believe that the rains are going to fall yeah. but that was that was not the attitude of elijah elijah saw a little cloud and he said that what he believed that because of that little cloud the rains are going to fall and he sent a message to the king that tell ahab prepare thy chariot and get thee down that the rain stopped thee not wow so you see that elijah had a certain attitude that although what he saw was insignificant although what he saw was little he believed that that little cloud will bring about rain he believed and that's the word of the lord to you and i that believe that your little contribution can bring about supernatural church the bible tells us that god said to gideon that god is able to save was it gideon god is able to save it was um it was also um, jonathan god is able to save by many and by few <laughs> hallelujah so believe that your little contribution can bring about supernatural church what is your little contribution as a penalty what's your little contribution that you can do get an answer from the person what's the little contribution you can do praying one minute a day you wake up as you're going father thank you that the church is growing in jesus name inviting somebody to church what's your little contribution can i tell you something believe that your little contribution can i tell somebody something believe that your little contribution will be will, will, will bring about so much influence that we have to move to another place believe that your one minute prayer a day will result in us having two and three services oh somebody did somebody is not believing i'm saying believe god you don't need to 
can I tell you? You don't need to pray for 10 hours. <laughs> you don't need to pray for 10 hours. Do what you can. If what you can is five seconds, you do it. I'm telling you. If what you can do is five seconds. Father, thank you that the church is growing in Jesus' name. Amen. That's all. That prayer alone, if you keep on doing it, we'll be do- we run it three, four, five, seven. Amen. Maybe for somebody, your little contribution is 10 minutes. Maybe somebody, your little contribution is coming to church early. Maybe somebody, your little girl, is smiling. It's like a little cloud. It's like a little cloud. And that little cloud is going to bring a great harvest of rain. And that little cloud is going to bring about a downpour. Look at the scripture. Look at the next verse. Look at what happened. The Bible said that, and there was a, said that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. From that little cloud, the heavens became black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. I see a great rain taking place in Jesus' name. I see a great rain falling upon us in Jesus' name. I see the rains coming mightily upon us in the name of Jesus. I see us experiencing the rain of the Spirit in the name of Jesus. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap of rain. Maybe for somebody, your little cloud is 10 Ghana cities. It's 50 Ghana cities. It's 100 Ghana. Just give it. For somebody, and we are all at different level. For somebody, the person's little cloud is one Ghana city. That one Ghana city is like a Tetequashi's cocoa seed. That's one Ghana. Who has one Ghana cities? Someone should give me one Ghana. If anyone has one Ghana cities. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow, I have someone has one Ghana city. Wow, thank you. This 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 one Ghana cities. <laughs> it's one Ghana cities. This one Ghana city, do you know that is like Tetequashi's seed? It can become a harvest, it can become cocoa plantations. How many of you know that? This one Ghana cities, it can go a, a, a long way to us becoming a mega church. It can go a long way to us building a church that can take 5,000 people. This one Ghana. Amen. Amen. This one is also 100 Ghana cities. <laughs> Receive 100 Ghana cities. Receive hundred, but they don't have to receive them. <laughs> no, but you see, the point I'm trying to make is that people are excited about the hundred Ghana cities, but they are downplay. But don't, don't downplay the one Ghana cities, because do you know that the one Ghana is we started from one Ghana cities before we got to hundred Ghana cities. So you are you are excited about hundred Ghana, but I want you to also believe the one Ghana. 
said, believe that one Ghana. Uh, people are not. People are, I said people are not believing that one Ghana. <laughs> Do you know that this one Ghana will eventually become hundred Ghana, and it will eventually become two hundred Ghana, and it will become five hundred Ghana, and thousand, and ten thousand Ghana, and hundred hundred thousand, and one million Ghana cities. Verse when I see the person giving one Ghana city, I see you giving one million Ghana cities. The person giving one dollar, one dollar. Verse when I see you giving one million dollars. The person bringing one soul to church, I see you verse when bringing hundred souls to church. The person praying for one, one second, one second. Verse when I see you praying for ten hours. I see you pray for 10 hours in Jesus name can, can, can I challenge somebody that 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 service service starts at 8 30 decide to come one minute earlier 8 29 very soon you'll be coming at 7 30 <laughs> just a little just a little so you are excited about the hundred Ghana, which is a powerful thing. But believe God. You know when you give, you Father, I thank you for this one Ghana. Koda Sata is increasing in Jesus' name. Is multiplying in Jesus' name. Is growing in Jesus' name. Is becoming ten Ghana cities. Is becoming fifty. Is becoming hundred. Is becoming thousand. Is becoming ten thousand. Hundred thousand. One million. Ten million. Hundred million. Give the Lord a clap, of friend. James 3 verse 3 to 5. The tongue, and this scripture, this scripture talks about the tongue. The tongue. Someone say the tongue. James chapter 3 verse 3 to 5, using the NLT, the Bible said that, Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. It says, we can make a large horse. Look at what it says. We can, lay, we can make a large horse. This NLT. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. You know what? You know the bit that they put in the horse's mouth that they used to control the horse. And he's saying that we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. Next verse. And a small radar. Who knows what a radar is? A radar is, 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 is a small, you know, it's, it's usually like a triangle. It's on a ship. And that's what is used to control the ship. It's in the water. And when, when the, the steering, when the steering of the ship is turned, the steering is connected to the radar of the ship. It's in, under, it's in the water. So when the, when the steering is turned, then the radar just moves. If the, the radar moves in this direction, that means that the ship is going to move in this direction. As, uh, so you take this, this gigantic ship. It is actually controlled by a small radar. He's saying that a small radar makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. Wow. Next verse. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. You know, this scripture is i want you to know the power of small 
this scripture is letting us see the power of small and it has given us a lot of examples of small things that can bring about great changes and and that is why jesus told the disciples that you don't need more faith you don't need more wisdom you don't need more money you don't need more joy you don't need more love you don't need more peace the little that you have is all that you need the little you have is all that you need the little i have is all i need your little contribution is all that is needed and so he started by saying he started by saying that word the bit you take a horse a big horse you can see how you know you know horses are horses are uh, uh, one of the attributes of horses are strength isn't it so when you take a horse you see you look at swiftness you look at speed you look at strength you look at you can even maybe even royalty majesty these are these are characteristics of a horse so uh, strength is a characteristic of a horse speed is a characteristic of a horse swiftness is a characteristic of a horse royalty majesty is a characteristic of a horse now the, the Bible is letting us know that look at how big a horse is look at how strong a horse is look at how swift a horse is yet still that horse can be controlled by a little a small bit in its mouth <laughs> a small bit a small brit 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 so a bit or bridle a bridle in the mouth of a, a horse a small bit can control it what does it teach you that your little contribution can let us be a mega church my little contribution and like we saw like we, we saw the scripture every part has a has its role so as we are here the, the there's there's a contribution i'm making and I, I, i'm preaching the word of god there's a contribution that you can also make it may be insignificant but it will bring about change amen how many people are ready to control a horse how many people can see that you can control a horse wow do you know that you can control a horse by by the small bit you can control the horse and then the next verse says that what it says that a rudder also so you take a ship a big ship how many of you can carry a ship you can't carry a ship you don't even think of carrying a ship but you know that when the rudder is removed you can you can hold the rudder do you know that you can hold the rudder with your hand you can just if it's removed from the ship you can just hold it with your hand so that little thing that you can hold with your hand although you cannot you cannot carry a ship although you cannot you can't even um you can't even if you like push the ship let's say you are swimming and you are pushing the way we push a car you can't say that you are swimming and pushing the ship you can't but do you know something without little rudder you can control the ship irrespective of the winds no matter how 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 heavy the ship is no matter how strong the wind is you can still control the ship in the direction that you want it to go <laughs> amen. amen hallelujah you know as i was just, as i was sharing it, i just remembered something that you know one day one of you know my papa was sharing with us dr Nyamich, about about the power of women that women do not know the power they have so 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 many times if they want the the man or something to do all many times they just get angry with the man and they start shouting on the man and all that but they don't realize that they are shouting on the man actually prevents the man from doing what they want him they want him to do 
So he said one day he'll teach us on uh, the power of Delilah. That Delilah has always been used in a negative sense. But Delilah had a secret. She had. For which cause every day, even every day, something will go and lie on her laps. Even though she wanted to sell something, still something will go and lie on her laps. <laughs> and the secret is in the softness with which she spoke. So you see, softness looks weak, isn't it? But it's like a small radar. Softness looks weak and it's like, oh, Oh, how are you, baby? Oh, sweetie, I've, I've prepared your meal for you. It, it, it looks weak. And I have a friend who called microwave. I don't know. You see, the natural inclination of most women is to shout and is to talk plenty and is to talk back at their husbands. But the secret is in softness. It's like, you see, it's soft and it's like a radar. The man is like a ship. But if you can have the softness of a radar, you see that you'll be moving the man in whatever direction you please. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. A radar. You can control a ship with a little radar you can control a ship with a little radar amen next next verse and then he said that word the tongue is a small thing but makes grand speeches you know that a lot of a lot of a lot of battles or warfare conflicts have taken place because somebody says something (laughs) do you know that there have been wars between tribes there have been civil wars that have resulted in massacres deaths of many people all because somebody says something if you even look at even our political space you realize that sometimes there there are a lot of agitations all because somebody says something but what was used to say that thing just the tongue if you look at your whole body your tongue is small but this tongue it can change a lot of things it can do a lot of things <laughs> so your tongue is small it said the bible said well, it's a little member it said the tongue is a small thing but it can do a lot of damage it can do a lot of it can bring a lot of blessings and it can also bring a lot of damage and then he says that what a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire a tiny spark why am i sharing all these things with you i'm sharing all these things with you so that you realize that you can make a contribution so that you realize that you can make a contribution give the lord a clap of hands. how many of you have seen that you can make a contribution how many of you have realized that you can do something? And in this month of um, the zeal of God's house, God is letting you and I know that there's a contribution that you can make for the church to grow, for the church to become a mega church. There's a contribution you can make so that this church will be overflowing, so that people will be sitting outside. Amen. 
Spirit of Adventure will people be sitting outside. Yeah. <laughs> Adventure will be doing two services. And the two services will be packed. The three services will be packed. The four services will be packed. The five services will be packed. Verse will have a, a thousand member choir. Verse will have thousand dancers. Amen. Verse will have thousand branches. But can I tell you something? The thousand member choir, thousand branches, thousand pastors, thousand dancers. It will start or it will come about through your little contribution. It will come about through your little contribution. Amen. I want to share with you sometimes why some people do not value their little contribution. Genesis 21 verse 19. In that account, people, in that account, Hagar, we know Hagar. There's a story. Hagar was a maid made to, um, to Sarah and Hagar was running away or fleeing from Sarah, Sarah and Abraham. And uh, she was fleeing with Ishmael. So when they set out, the Bible tells us they got to a place where they didn't have water. Now, so, so Hagar was crying for water and she went to lie somewhere. She was expecting to die because she didn't have water and she was praying to God. So when she prayed to God, the Bible tells us, um, you can give me the scripture, Genesis 21 verse 19. Look at what the Bible said. The Bible says that then God opened Hagar's eyes and she saw a well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. Hallelujah. Listen, the Bible tells us Hagar wanted water. She was in need of water. Her water supply and that of Ishmael it was finished. So she needed water. And she was crying. She, had, she was crying. She thought she was about to die. She was crying and calling out to God that she needs water. Do you know what God did? Do you know that God didn't bring her water? <laughs> God didn't bring her water. You know what God did? God opened her eyes and she saw that there was water by her. Actually, there was a well full of water by Hagar. And Hagar was crying. She thought she was going to die. She was starving of thirst. Because she thought that she couldn't see that there was water by her. Can I tell you something? The reason why a lot of people do not fulfill their destiny, the reason why a lot of people do not make use of what they have is because, number one, they don't see what they have. And they don't recognize what they have. They don't see and recognize what they have. And that is why sometimes prayer is important. So prayer has a role to play, but prayer allows you to just see what God has given you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so Hagar was praying for water. God didn't give her water. God just opened her eyes. That did you know that she would have died? Meanwhile, there was water by her. Can I tell somebody something? The blessings that you are praying to God for, they are by you. What you are believing God for is by you. How many of you have ever had something and maybe you didn't, you, didn't, you didn't value it and then somebody came to visit you and the person saw it and the person picked it up and was excited and realized that wow, this thing that you had has always been valuable. How many of you have experienced it before? It's because maybe you didn't see or recognize it. Maybe you didn't see or recognize it. 
And so God has given you something and it's valuable and it can bring about supernatural church growth. God has given you something that if you can realize it and recognize it, you see that what God has given you, if you can, your contribution is, is not insignificant. If you can make your contribution, if I can make my contribution, if each of us can make our contribution, we become a mega church. And I see you making your contribution in Jesus' name. I pray that your eyes will be open to see what contribution you can make in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. After this service, I want you to just begin to think. Begin to meditate and ask the Lord. Lord, what can I do? Lord, there's something I can do. Lord, there's a contribution I can make. Lord, open my eyes to see the contribution I can make. Lord, let me make that contribution. And once you make that contribution, once I'm making my contribution, once each and every one of us, we are making our contribution, we'll see that it will become great. Give the Lord a clap of faith. John chapter 6 verse 8 to 9. John 6 verse 8 to 9. This was um, when Jesus jesus had had a crusade and there were about five thousand people and it was evening and he wanted to feed the people the bible said that john 6 verse 8 to 9 one of his disciples andrew simon peter's brother said unto him there's a lad here which had five barley loaves and two small fishes but what are they among so many he said there's a lot there were five thousand people and andrew came to jesus and said to jesus that there's a, a small boy here there's a young boy here and the young boy, all he has is a young boy's meal, which is five barley loaves and two small fishes. And look at what he added. He said, but what are they among so many? Another reason why people do not make their contribution or people do not play their part is because they think that their part is insignificant. It's because they despise their part. So Andrew, Andrew saw the five loaves and the two small fishes and he despised it. He felt like, oh God, Jesus, these five loaves and two small fishes can't do anything. So he despised it. But I thank God that at least he mentioned it to Jesus. We all know the account. It was these five loaves and two fishes that Jesus used to feed 5,000 people. Actually, when you add women and children, about 20,000 people. Hallelujah. Five loaves of bread and two fishes. And I've always been giving that illustration. I've always been giving that example. That imagine that somebody is going to have his or her wedding. And the reception, the person has budgeted for 500 people. And somebody comes to the person, the person that he's going, to, he's, going to, he's going to take care of the reception. He's going to take care of the reception. So, so, so the people get getting ready to marry because someone says he's going to take care of the reception. The person, they don't bother about anything about the reception because somebody has promised them to take care of the, the food for the reception. Then the reception happens. We finish, we finish the wedding. We go to the reception. It's time to, to serve the food. And then they open the bowl. Or they open whatever, the seven bowls and all that. When they open, five spring rolls and two, two, two chicken, two pieces of chicken. As they, they open, now imagine it's your wedding reception. And they open it and the kitchen and the kitchen has come and all that the kitchen brought is five spring rolls 
and two pieces of chicken. <laughs> what will you do? Do you know what you have to do? <laughs> you have to do what Jesus said. Father, I thank you. <laughs> you have to believe that that five spring rolls and two fishes will multiply to feed the 500 people. believe in Jesus' name. <laughs> a lot of people don't get a panic attack at that. <laughs> but this was the same scenario that took place. <laughs> Amen. And I'm saying that <laughs> don't despise. For somebody, all that you have is five loaves of bread and two fishes. Don't despise it. Like we are saying, want God has God has given us a vision of having a mega church. How many of you can see that vision? So we are, we have a mega church, a mega church of five thousand people. Five thousand people. The people that Jesus fed were five thousand. Five thousand is a mega church, isn't it? So imagine that we are God has promised us five thousand, and then your contribution is five loaves of bread and two fishes. Can I tell you something? You bring it. The young lad, he brought his five loaves and two fishes. He brought it. It was insignificant. It could have been despised. But he brought it. May you bring what you can in Jesus' name. I remember the other day when, when um, God appeared to Moses in the burning bush. I never remember that account. God appeared to Moses in the burning bush. And God told Moses that he's going to use him to bring his, his, his people out of bondage in Egypt. And after God asked Moses, what is it that you have in your hand? And Moses looked in his hand and it was a rod. It was a shepherd's rod. And God told Moses, with this shepherd's rod, I'm going to work wonders and miracles and signs in Egypt. It was the same rod that Moses stretched forth over the Red Sea and he divided the Red Sea. And that is the same question that God is asking you today also. What is it that you have in your hand? I can use it to make us into a mega chain. What is it that you have in your hand? Give it back to me. Bring it. Use it. Lay it on the altar. Is it five loaves of bread and two fishes? Lay it on the altar. I'll use it to feed 5,000 people. What is it that you have in your hand? Is it a little cloud? Thank me for it. I'll use it to bring a mighty great rain. What is it that you have? Is it a little bit? Is it a little brittle? Give it to me. Bring it. With that little bit and brittle, I'll use it to control a great horse. What is it that you have in your hand? Is it a radar? Is it a small radar? Don't despise it. Bring it to me. Use it. With that small radar, I'll control a great ship. I'll turn a ship. What is it that you have in your hand? God is asking you. What do you have? Do you realize that you have something in your hand? Look at your hands. And say that I have something in my hands. I, I want you to do it. Look in your hands. Say I have something in my hands. I, there's something in my hands. That I can use.
to bring about growth and increase in the house of God. That's something that you have. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a clap of friends. Amen. Shall we be on our feet? Oh, so There's a song, and there's a song that I'm trying to recall. What is it you have in your hand? I am El Shaddai, and I'll more than supply your needs. You know, God, it's a, it's a song. What is it you have in your hand? I am El Shaddai, and I'll more than supply your needs. Now, I want you to pray right now. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Just talk to the Lord. Just begin to talk to the Lord. Soda Bahaya. Shandara Baba 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 if you can speak in the language of the spirit speak in the language of the spirit and stir up your inner man stir up your spirit in the name of jesus stir up your spirit if, if you can speak in the language of the spirit you can still talk speak to the lord in your own language as you are speaking to the Lord in your own language, I want you to lift up your hands. We're going to pray. We're going to pray a number of prayers. Very important prayers. Amen. And we are praying. We are praying. Our first prayer point is that Lord, show me what you you have given me. Lord, show me what you what you have. Like the Bible tells us, there was a well of water by Hagar, but she didn't see it. She didn't see it. So she could have died in this. And for each and every one of us over here, God has given you something. You are going to pray that God will show you what He has given you in the name of Jesus. Lift us after me. Say, Father, by your spirit, open my eyes to show me what I have. Open my eyes that I may see and know and recognize what you have given me that I can use. For the growth for the growth of your church of your church in the name in the name of Jesus of Jesus lift up your voice and begin to pray Lift up your hands. We want to pray. We saw that sometimes people despise the little they have. But the little you have, God will use to work a miracle. The young lad had five loaves of bread and two fishes. Andrew brought it to the Lord and Jesus used it to work a miracle to feed 5,000 people 
want to pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you not you not despise what you have. That you not despise the little that you have. That you not despise the one Ghana city you have, the ten Ghana city you have, the hundred Ghana city you have, the one minute extra time you have, the ten minutes time you have, the hundred minutes time you have, the one hour prayer you can do. You not despise it. Lift up your hands after me. Say, Lord God, Lord God, cleanse me. Cleanse me. Of every tendency, of every tendency to, despise to despise what I have. What I have. Oh, God, oh God, God, no matter how small, no matter how small, what you have given me is what you have given me is. I believe, I believe, I am confident, I am confident that it will become big. That it will become big. I plant it as a seed. I plant it as a seed. And I believe, and I believe that it will become big. That it will become big. And it will bring about changes about change in my life in my life in my church in my church in the name of jesus in the name of jesus lift up your voice and begin to pray there's a race that I must run. There are victories to be won. Give me power if we are to be true. Oh, keep me true, Lord Jesus. Keep me true. In the simple song, I want you to say, Keep me true, Lord Jesus. Keep me true, Lord. There's a race I must run. There are victories to be won. Give me power every hour to be true. I want you to know something. There's a race you must run. There's a victory that you must win. You are on this earth for a purpose. You are on this earth for a divine assignment and a divine calling. There's a mandate upon your life. There's a holy assignment upon you. There's a part to play. There's a contribution you must make. And you must make that contribution to the glory of God because we all give an account in the name of Jesus lift up your hands it's a simple song if you don't know how to sing you can quickly lift keep me true Lord Jesus keep me true keep me true Lord Jesus keep me true Every hour to be true. 
There's a rain that I must run. There's a rain that I must run. See yourself running the rain. There are trees to be won. Give me power to be true. Thank you for your people. Thank you for your word that has come. Thank you that you have made us see that each and every one of us, we have a part to play. We have a contribution to make to the growth of your church. We pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. That, Lord, as you have called us, as you have promised us, that you have made us a mega church. Every contribution that each one of us can make, receive grace to do it in the name of Jesus. Receive grace to do it in the name of Jesus. There are some of you here, you can bring somebody to church. Receive grace to do it in the name of Jesus. There are some of you here, you can give more to the growth of God's church. Receive grace to do it in the name of Jesus. There are some of you here, you can sing. Receive grace. There are some of you here, you can play an instrument. You can join a ministry. You can be a shepherd. Receive grace in the name of Jesus. Some of you here, you can be a church worker. Receive grace. There are some of you here, you feel in your heart. You can do more for the Lord. You can pray for growth, the growth of the church. Receive grace in the name of Jesus. You can smile. You can interact. You can visit somebody. You can talk to somebody. Receive that grace. Receive that grace. May the zeal of God's house consume you. May the zeal of God's house consume you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I we pray. And let all the saints shout a big amen. Amen. Oh, let your amen roll like thunder. Amen. Somebody let your amen roll like thunder. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to take your seats in heavenly places. Amen.